you do your roux in a microwave. This gut is beautiful and it's full of gumbo. Nick Saban puts tomatoes in his gumbo. Welcome to the Gumbo Show. Gumbo is a way of life. It is gumbo time. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. That's right. The only show in all of cyberspace devoted to the most perfect food that the prime mover has ever given to human beings. That's right. I'm talking about a delicious bowl of hearty gumbo. It is gumbo season once again, and the gumbo show is back. We are here for it. I'm Feynman Robertson Mandeville, here in Mandeville this evening, joined as always by my co-hosts, Dave Huvenel, North, not in Northern Virginia anymore, in North Georgia, right, and uh, Brent Barksdale in North Texas, and you know both of those guys, you got to be a little suspect, because they both have North in where they're from, that's how we describe it, we are, right. as always, the Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, and Marshawn Lattimore of Gumbo Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be the Lenny Fournette. I'll get this thing going here tonight. I'm going to walk right over to Dave and just give him a big shove. But I'm going to say, what's happening, yeah. fellas? What is happening? I usually start off the show, like, making fun of, like, you or something, like, kind of, like, pithy to kind of get things going. But your your uh, your audible on gumbo time, I think, spoke for itself on that one. That was a little high-pitched. <laughs> that was. Exactly. If yeah. I could sing, I would make something like that really work. It would sound really cool, like if I was Aaron Neville or something. There, there, Please don't. No you could sing. You, you tried. You can't. I know I cannot. Yeah. It's it's true. I admit this. Look, guys, uh, uh, jokes and brawls and suspensions aside, uh, and ugly saints losses aside, uh, this is a very special gumbo show. We are joined by the pride, the crown jewel. He called himself the prodigal son of Iberia Parish, none other than Gumbo and other world championship cook-off legends is joining us then, Curtis Louvier. Curtis, what is happening? Man, listen guys, just, we are just like cranking it up. We're starting to get all of our stocks and everything put together. We're ordering lobster pieces for Maine for the uh, seafood gumbo. We're peeling shrimp. We're getting crab meat shucked for us fresh for the week of. We just like, we're getting rabbits confited to do. We're having andouille sausage. We're doing both categories this year, by the way. So we're going to do rabbit and andouille sausage. And we have a guy who's won the grand champion competitions in the sausage world with his andouille. He's won it like five times. So he's one of our sponsors this year, and he's going to give us 40 pounds of real andouille sausage. Only 40? That's it. What, what are you going to put in the other people's bowls? Well, we just, we're just kind of scaling it back just a little bit this year. <laughs> well, look, Curtis, you said you got rabbit. You're getting it confited. I don't know exactly what that means, but I know I'm going to eat it. I just, <laughs> I just wrote a rap line, by the way. Yes, we have we have really big plans for this rabbit gumbo. We just confit. We're gonna uh, submerge the rabbits, whole rabbits, already clean, into a ten gallon of hog lard, and then we're gonna put it in the oven for about six hours. And let them get nice, soft, and tender. Drain them. We're gonna pull all the meat off the bones. Then we're gonna take the bones and roast them, and use that to make our rabbit stock. 
or the gumbo. And that's just for your stock. That's just for the stock. Well, the meat, we're going to keep the meat is going to go back into the gumbo an appropriate time. So I'm not sure that I've ever heard of someone using a rabbit stock before, let alone for a gumbo. So that I am, I am very, very curious about this one. That sounds delicious. I'm, I'm really serious about this gumbo too. This is something I've been thinking about all year. You know, what, 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 what we could do and make that rabbit and take it to the next level. Let me talk about confidence. That's what we're dealing with here. I was, I had all my notes to ask you, like, if you'll let us let the competitors know what you're bringing. I didn't think you would tell us that, you know, what categories do you have any uh, plans that are special? I figured you would be less forthcoming to not give the competition any heads up, but I don't think you care. You're bringing it. I really don't. <laughs> we should we should mention, of course, because I don't think we said it. Curtis, you, it sounds like you said you're competing in all three categories. We're doing Did two you, in the professional. We're so doing you, seafood, non-seafood. And the seafood and the melange, right? And those, melange? those are... Yeah. Melange those are, is for amateur. Oh, I see. Oh, so seafood and non-seafood in the professional. And we That's should right. mention that what Curtis is talking about here is, of course, the Greater Iberia Chamber of Commerce's World Championship Gumbo Cook-Off, which is October 8th and 9th this year. And Curtis, we, we've been talking about where you're going with your gumbo. I want to take a second to take a look back at last year's gumbo. Absolutely. Because we've talked about it on this show, the seafood gumbo with the sausage you made out of seafood. It was outstanding. How do you guys get your ideas to do these things with gumbo? We, you know, it's just that we've done it. We've done it so many times. It's almost like it's second nature to us, you know, and, and, and just learning just little tips and techniques so that we, we kind of critique each other at the end of the, at the end of the cook-off and we say like, what could we do better? You know, and, and, it, and then we go into the process of brainstorming. Well, if we did this, you know, and I spoke to a gentleman this week and I'm like, after we make all this lobster and shrimp stock and crab stock that we're going to use to make this stock and we're going to cook it down for about nine hours to where this stuff is like you, you could drink it without roux in it. OK, so we we just kind of brainstorm all these things and say, where, where, at what point do you overtake does the stock, which is so rich, overtake the root? So it's a fine balance, you know, where we're trying to figure out how much root we're going, we're going to put into the gumbo to not take away from all the hard work from the stock. So it, it's, a, it's a work in progress all the time. And I tell people all the time, no two days are the same. So... No two gumbos are going to taste the same. I don't care if you use all the same ingredients. It's just, you know, from what we did last year, we're going to improve on what we do this year. Uh, you know, and it just, like I said, it's always a work in progress with that stuff. Now, keep that in mind. Last year, we had 30 pounds of shrimp, uh, and we had 15 pounds of crab meat and we had 20 pounds of crawfish. Well, this year we're going with 25 pounds of crab meat and we're going to go with 50 pounds of shrimp, kind of like trying to squeeze it all back into that same pot. So you can imagine 
what you know somebody said well what are you going to use for liquid once you got all that seafood in that 30 gallon pot i'm like we'll figure it out well i'm i am very <laughs> pro uh pro protein like you put more protein in a pot you're not going to get any uh any complaints from me right so one thing I wanted to point out about last year's was, uh, and Curtis, I don't know if you remember this, but my five-year-old son was there with us and our tent was right next to yours. And right. he was adamant that he wanted to go and help you guys make your gumbo. You know, he kept, he kept wandering over there to like, look at all the pots and stuff. Uh, since, since last year's gumbo cook off, uh, my son, um, always wants to cook gumbo now with me. If I'm cooking gumbo, he has to help out. Right. Um, you know, he is, uh, we actually, for this past Christmas, after that gumbo competition, we actually got him a cooking set, uh, like a real cooking set for like a kid. So he actually cook in the kitchen. So I think he might've found his inner love of being a chef uh, because of what you guys did last year. And, uh, uh, you know, he's definitely looking forward to it again. How about, how about if I make this offer to you? This year I'm sponsoring the guy, the young guy who won the youth cook-off last year, the gumbo cook-off. And he's coming to cook on the hour booth. And if your son would like to join him, he could cook with this guy and follow this future world champion. And oh, wow. he could be our guest. Yes, son. All right. All right. Well, I, I know I'm still trying to figure out if I can. I know I know we'll be down there as a group. I'm not sure if I'll be down there personally yet. We're working on those details. But um, no, we just want your son to go, Dave. Saturday, yeah. Saturday afternoon. So yeah, I might uh, yeah I might see if uh, yeah I'll just I'll just send Mac down there he'll be fine yeah hey speaking of guests is Aaron Vogel coming again yes nice yes and you know Aaron Vogel's restaurant was voted best barbecue destination in the United States recently wow of course it is. he has Texas gumbo yeah Texas gumbo and he sells the heck out of it <laughs> and that's how he sells it Texas gumbo. I know yeah. it's a little different, but Hey, uh, I'm still trying to get out there. It's still, it's about two and a half hours from my house. Oh, wow. Okay. But, uh, and I hate Dallas and I got to drive through Dallas just to get to him. So it's, okay. it's kept me from him, but it's on my list for sure. So Curtis, this year's gumbo cook-off we hear is going to be bigger than last year. Yes. Does the, does the extra competition, like, how do you view that? Is that just somebody else to bow at your gumbo? Or are you worried about any of the other teams? Or are you doing any scouting trying to figure out what they're going to bring? We have we have some teams bringing in chefs from Baton Rouge and all the other different areas to compete against us. And I'm like, oh, okay. So this is how we want to play that game? And I tell them, I said, there's no crying. There's no crying in gumbo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when that, and I told I was teasing somebody the other day, one of the little chefs, I said, and I'm going to buy on Amazon, I'm buying a case and it's called Boudreaux's butt paste, right? So you can rub it really good whenever you, whenever you come out second, is what I yeah. said. So, <laughs> he craps his diaper. Just setting them up. Is all are you, are you saying those, <laughs> those chefs are going to go home with the red ass? Oh yeah, yeah. We're setting them up, <laughs> knocking them down. Loving, loving the confidence. I mean, that's that's yeah. that sounds like a winner already. That was another one of my questions. Are you going to call your shot? Are you making a prediction that you're going to be victorious? Are you going to be humble? But uh, you're humble bragging, I guess, with experience uh, to back it up it's, and victories, past victories. 
you have the you, you still have the excitement of it of winning it because you know winning it 11 times would be like really awesome i'm trying to get out of that 10 you know what i'm saying so entering both <laughs> categories, it would be like really it would be like an experience let me just say it that way we will be excited and we will be humble to a point <laughs> to a point <laughs> I mean, I'm hearing I'm hearing a lot of humility on here right now. I think Curtis yeah. is one of the few people in the world who looks at Bill Russell's nine championship rings and is like, "Nice try, sucker." Yeah, <laughs> Bill, who? <laughs> right. Ooh, exactly. Now, are you making something Saturday to hand out to the folks? We certainly are. We're doing uh, shrimp and grits, Jamaican oh. green sauce on the uh, stone ground grits. And we also have one of our sponsors this year who's donating 400 oysters. So we're going to shuck oysters and do some charbroiled oysters on site. Oh, oh. Watch out, Dragos. I haven't eaten dinner yet. I'm starving now. I know. I haven't eaten dinner yet either. Now, speaking of sponsors, is there any sponsors that are helping you out you want to mention? Absolutely. We have uh, Coastal Plains Meat. We talked about him earlier. He's the guy. He's going to donate the 40 pounds of Andouille sausage. We have a company called Bayou Rosa Oysters from Homa yeah. and from the uh, United Homa uh, Nation. He's an Indian, and he's going to donate the 400 oysters. Uh, we have Parish Rice, who were created this rice from LSU, and it's for people who are diabetic, and it's, less, it's, it's more tolerable for them. They've donated rice to us. And then we picked up, uh, you guys interviewed him last year, David Hewland with Cajun 180 Seasonings. Yeah. So that's great. Have, yeah, we have those people that are going to contribute to the cause. Okay. Now, I remember when I met you, well, I'm going to get famous, uh, that you're like, hey, follow me on Facebook. I, I cook every day. Uh -huh. And you weren't lying. So I followed <laughs> you on Facebook. And every day you're posting what you're cooking. And every day I'm gaining weight just looking at your Facebook. So uh, how many days a week do you, how many days a year do you cook for other folks? And how many days in a year? 365. <laughs> so probably 362 and a half. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, you're not lying. If anybody can follow you on Facebook, they're going to be amazed at the wonders that you create. What's the most recent thing you cooked? Oh, God. What did I just, oh, I, st I do lunches every Thursday for the Kiwanis Club. Right. Thursday, I came up with fresh catfish. I grilled some catfish, but I also made a catfish jambalaya. That was crazy, crazy good. It was just like, it's so different. Everybody yeah. thinks about jambalaya and all they think about meat, you know, or, or shrimp jambalaya or something like that. But nobody, and I had three or four people say, catfish jambalaya i'm like yeah why not when did you add the meat i added it early into the cream sauce, the creamy sauce so yeah. it would break i wanted it to it was pieces and i wanted them to, to to break so when i mixed it it would have chunks of catfish yeah you know, not just large pieces but that way you would get a bite of catfish in, in every bite got it and you made an etouffee yesterday, day before? When was that? I saw that. Etouffee was last Monday, and that was 10 pounds of crawfish tail meat in that one. Yeah, that was beautiful. That was, uh, it went down really well, too. 
<laughs> yeah, that <laughs> algorithm it kept me from seeing it for a few days, but I saw it the other day on Facebook. Yeah. And then today was today was pulled pork. We did we put some pork butts on last night and pulled that today, and just kind of piddled around, made a stock, and getting ready for the rest of the week. Uh, red Man. beans. We did red beans and sausage with pickled pork. <laughs> pickled pork. I don't think yeah, I have that that pickled pork. Oh, I love yeah. so I I always get pickled pork in my in my red beans. But really, yeah, oh, yeah, good. Where do you get it? The store. Yeah, I said it's on my mom. Yeah, Savoy sells the pickled pork, and I was told that like the people in New Orleans area, they just consume the hell out of that pickled pork, and that's what they put in their beans. Dave yeah, uh, is from that area. Here they, we the guy says they sell about five cases a week here of pickled pork. In New Orleans, he sells fifty to seventy-five cases a week of pickled pork. Yeah. When, when I had the first time I had red beans outside of New Orleans and it didn't have pickled pork in it, I was confused because yeah, I didn't. I thought I thought that's what all red beans had until I left New Orleans. Right. Yeah, absolutely right. And I didn't know that either. That I like pickled pork, but I didn't know it was the favorite for the New Orleans area. Now let me ask in 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 your part of Louisiana now are, are y'all a fan of like putting like the chow chow like on top of the uh, on top of the red beans or like mustard and relish? Yep, a, like a something yeah chow chow uh, like marinated peppers you know just just pour the juice on it yes something to give it that that little bit of bite and flavor. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right with that. No, because the, the first time my wife saw me eat red beans, and she's from Georgia, um, and she saw me put uh, mustard and relish on 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 my red beans, she looked at me like I was crazy. But I think I turned, I converted her though. I think she understands the the value of it now. Right. Hey, I just got a text from my wife that dinner's ready. So I love you and all, but <laughs> I'm signing off pretty soon, guys. <laughs> Well, look, yeah, we can uh, we can go ahead and wrap up here. That's uh, going to be good for this episode. Curtis, yeah. listen, we look so much forward to seeing you in a few weeks. Um, hopefully we can all be there. Uh, anybody who's going to be in New Iberia for the for the World Championship Gumbo Cook-Off, find where Curtis Olivier is and get tent as much one. food from that tent as you can possibly get. Because whatever they're putting in a bowl and handing out with a plastic fork or a plastic spoon is going to be amazing. So, yeah. So catch them there. Curtis, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Can I throw this in really quick? Sure. Yeah. Booth number two. I two. My daughter. my daughter is going to cook seafood gumbo on the Sunday for the team right next to us in the amateur. And she has already won one world championship with seafood gumbo. But on, sat but on Saturday, she's also going to do what we call smothered potatoes with smoked sausage. And we're going to serve that on Evangeline-made bread with mustard. So booth number two is going to be somebody who I taught. Yeah, so right. You're booth number one, correct? You're number yes. one, and she's number two. Got it. Yeah. So look, everybody needs to go check out Curtis Olivier. Follow him on Facebook, the videos, the pictures. It's amazing. It's awesome. That's going to do it for this episode of The Gumbo Show. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. As always, hit us on our socials, on Twitter at Gumbo Show, on Instagram at Doug Gumbo Show. That's D-A Gumbo Show. We also are on Facebook. You can hit us on there. 
uh, just search for The Gumbo Show. We have a website, gumboshow.us. And until next time, may your roofs be dark and your bowls be full.